Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Second and goal. Love. Looking. Lofting. Dobbs. Caught. Touchdown. Green Bay. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. It's been a lot talking about Justin Fields' performance in hour number one in uh, week one of the preseason. How about Jordan Love? Touchdown pass to Romeo Dubs. Jordan Love looked pretty good. 7 to 10, 46 yards. Calm, composed. Maybe I just like the Packers this year. I'm trying to talk myself talk myself into this whole this whole Jordan Love thing. We'll talk about Jordan Love and the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers in week one coming up with our friend Connor Allen in just a second. Fantasy football takeaways from week one of the preseason coming up as we move along as well. We'll finish our It Moved with the week one of the NFL regular season two. Total in the Chargers-Dolphins game. We'll talk about the Broncos and the Raiders. Matt Moore from the Action Network will stop by talking James Harden, the Philadelphia 76ers, and all things betting on the NBA. Lockmas meets eight buckets. SEC college football preview coming up on the show as well. And Power Hour Final Hour featuring all our bets for tonight. But joining us right now to kick off hour number two on this magnificent football Monday is our good friend Connor Allen, or 4 for 4, and Betsburts co-host of the Move the Line NFL podcast, along with our buddy Ryan Noonan, who was on the show last week. Connor is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor usually joins us on the phone. He's on video today. He's looking handsome. What a treat this is to have Connor Allen on video today. Connor, it's great to see you, my friend. It's Nick and Ken on You Better You Bet. How's it going? Good. It's a little bit different. You know, I got to see uh, your luscious locks over there and, you know, rocking the hat over there, Ken. It's, it's, hats are the way to go for me because I don't, the lettuce is not as strong as uh, Nick's. But, you know, hey, you got to roll with what yeah. you got, right? I think you uh, think you made a great – as someone who has worn a hat on the show for like five years, I think you've made a great decision, I'm guessing, based on this. So just to add, no, who could compete? Um, and yeah, and look at his hat, by the way. Look at his hat, yeah, by but, the way. It's the, it, it's, it's the bear. What does his hat say It's the FX show, it. The Bear. It's our favorite show. Oh, bear. it is the bear. I right, Sorry, our, our resolution, Connor, is blurry, so I can't see what the hats say some of the time. Wait, are you – I'm get, okay, so I'm guessing you've watched season two without – Yep, watched like, season two from Chicago, so I've been like what, making my way around is, all the different restaurants. What is uh what are top three episodes from season two in order? I like the one where he went to the uh like fancy restaurant, he worked at the fancy restaurants, whatever the one that one was. And then yep, the, that probably the family. Yeah, Forks yep. and then the family episode was really good too. Th- those yep. were like the top two, and then the rest were all good. So like, but that was like a clear tier cut for me after that. I'm really glad you said Forks because I think it's like the best. Out- and, and Nick, you you agree. is Forks your favorite too? Nick, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I know you like that episode I, too. I would say Forks, 
the episode when Marcus is in Denmark and the Christmas episode are all time uh, for me as my favorites. Yeah, yeah those are my Marcus three episodes. Favorites. Yeah, those are my that's, I, Yeah, why not? Why no Marcus episode, Connor? I thought I, that's really close for me too. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I forgot about that one. I mean, it's been like a couple Denmark? weeks now at this point. Yeah, that's a good right. episode. So yeah, I don't know. What about? What about the Packers and the Bears in NFL Week One? What do you what, what do you think about there? <laughs> saw saw Fields, saw Jordan Love. Looks like the points. Are, how about this? Do you really this point spread looks like it might go to three? Do you think it will go to three? Do you think it should go to three? Uh, Packers and Bears playing in Week One. Yeah, I think that we're going to see a, a couple of threes here eventually. We did see a couple pop uh, here and there, at like minus one fifteen on a three. And I think that that's probably about right. It's really tough because I think you can see a lot of different outcomes for this uh, Packers offense here. If Jordan Love is good, uh, you know, the Packers could not necessarily pick up where they left off, but I think be a legitimate contender in the NFC North. Whereas the Bears, I think a lot will be made of Justin Fields, you know, end up his final stat line was great. But at the end of the day, I don't think that the things that are missing right there are not something that we've seen so far. It's still, it's consistency going through his reads things like that, that I think DJ Moore and having a little bit more explosive uh, offensive players will help him kind of balance that out or at least give him the boom plays. But that, he's never really had a shortage of that regardless. So I think it's the consistency of can he finish drives? Can he go through his reads consistently? So for me, if I had to play something, if I get a plus three on the Packers, I probably would take it. But uh, it's not something that I'm like super excited about. Connor, we'll, we'll bounce around a little bit here. Want to ask you about a couple other games in week one of the National Football League. I know you sent our executive producer, Alex, some bets that you'd like to talk about as well. And we'll hit one of those right now just because we'll fold it into the conversation on the Bears and the Packers. You know, DJ Moore makes his Bears debut, scores a touchdown on his first touch as a Bear, gets a lot of plaudits. You know, a lot of the talk after the game is about DJ Moore. But, like, kind of under the radar is the fact that, like, Khalil Herbert played every single snap with Justin Fields and looks to be the leader in the clubhouse now to be the Bears' uh, RB1 come week one against the the Green Bay Packers with Deontay Foreman and uh, Roshan Johnson following him, Johnson the rookie. Uh, Are you bullish on Khalil Herbert, the Bear, coming up this year? Yeah, like you said, played every snap uh, with Justin Fields. And right now they offer bets, uh, like, most rushing yards in the NFC North. He's 30 to one right now, uh, which I think is pretty wild given the rest of his competition. You're looking at a committee in Green Bay with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You're looking at a committee in Detroit with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. And then the Vikings, I mean, I think it's probably going to end up still being a committee uh, with Madison probably leading the charge. But I I have a feeling they're going to get like Ty Chandler involved there a little bit as well. So, uh, you know, I think in this spot here, 30 to one is pretty outrageous pricing. I think he should be close to like 10 to one. Uh, to lead the uh, NFC North in rushing, especially if he plays much more. Like, I think Deontay Foreman's pretty good, but Khalil Herbert was, like, special when uh, David Montgomery was out, I thought. So he'll probably be the most involved there. And, I mean, the winner of this market probably is getting, like, I don't know, 900 yards. So it's not like you're asking him to have, like, a 1,500-yard season. Like, 900 to 1,000 yards could win the division for this. And, a, and like you said, a monster price, 30 to one for, for Khalil Herbert to lead the NFC North in rushing yards. We kind of, we were talking about some of the other line moves in, in week one and one total move that we haven't gotten the chance to, to talk about yet. We'll talk about it later in this hour is the over in the Miami Dolphins and Los Angeles Chargers game, which seems like it's only going up. It, it opened like 48 and a half, 49. It got bet up a little bit. Then it got bet up again this past weekend. So 50, 50 and a half now in most places. I think part of that kind of expectation of a lot of scoring in the game is obviously driven by both quarterbacks, Tua and Herbert, who are going to be popular MVP picks. Both teams have really awesome potential offenses. And I know you like a bet with the Dolphins. So maybe a thought on kind of that game, if you like that over, and then also any bets for you with Miami. Yeah, I think this game is going to be very popular. And it, 
for good reason, to be honest, because uh, we already saw Jalen Ramsey's not going to be out. And I think that you could make a pretty good argument prior to that, that this Dolphins defense was going to take a step forward, kind of switching systems as well to, with Vic Fangio. And that would be my only concern about taking the over is that I do think that even without Jalen Ramsey, that just schematically, they're going to a lot different places than they were previously. And that they're going to play a lot more like Ben don't break instead of just like all out blitzing and, you know, kind of what they their mentality has been in previous seasons. And so, yeah, I think in this spot here, I would I'm kind of staying away from the total because it's already pretty high, but I do have really high expectations for both offenses. So I think there will be just better spots down the line to kind of pick on that. But I for this uh, market specifically for the Dolphins, you can play right now Tua Tagovailoa to lead the AFC East in passing yards, and that's like plus three fifty at this point. He's behind Josh Allen, he's behind Aaron Rodgers, but it kind of gets lost on him if if he plays the whole season, which is obviously a big if given what we saw. If he plays the whole season, he averages more passing yards than Josh Allen did last year, and you're getting plus 350. So now it's not a lock, obviously. If, if that he plays the whole season, then it'll happen again. He was There are some regression factors in terms of like his yards per attempt is probably unsustainable. His efficiency was probably unsustainable. But that being said, there was enough of a wiggle room there where I think Tua could still be super efficient, still be play a little bit better, and uh, compete and be kind of in that 50-50 range with Josh Allen at the end of the year. And I also don't think that the Jets are going to be a super pass-heavy team. So I think that like volume could be a concern for a guy like Aaron Rodgers in this market. So we're probably looking at maybe like I have it closer to 50-50 between Josh Allen and Tua. Again, if Tua can stay healthy. Uh, for whatever it's worth, I agree 100% with Connor's handicap there on Tua and the quarterbacks in the AFC in the uh, AFC East. You better you better here with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking the National Football League with our friend Connor Allen, a 4 for 4 in Bettsburgs. Connor on Twitter, at Connor Allen NFL. Uh, Connor, after what we saw from the Carolina Panthers offensive line in week one of the preseason, getting demolished by the Jets' backup defensive line, we have seen at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the Falcons become a three-and-a-half-point home favorite against Carolina in week number one. Now, at other sports books, it is holding at just minus three, minus 110 for the Atlanta Falcons. If I told you right now that in week one, when we get to game day, Atlanta would be a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Bryce Young and the Panthers, things remain static, like no key players get hurt. What would you want to do if that were the point spread coming up in week one? Gosh, uh, I, I would probably take the Panthers uh, at plus three and a half. I think that maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction, but, and, and not to mention too, like I, the Falcons aren't going to be a team that's going to want to like pour on points. Like they're just going to kind of sit on leads. So like a, a getting a three there is pretty interesting. Um, but overall, I mean, I think the concerns about the Panthers passing offense could be warranted in some sense, but mostly that's because I'm a little bit concerned about the wide receivers. You know, they added Adam Thielen, whose yards per route run has declined in six straight seasons. They added DJ Shark, who had one of the worst uh, scores in terms of getting open, like in the last 10 years, basically, and how often he's able to get open against man coverage. And then they added, uh, you know, Jonathan Mingo in the draft, who I think is exciting, could be fun, but is a little bit more of a project, I think, at this point, you know, a little bit more of a raw profile. And then Hayden Hurst also uh, will probably play a big factor, but like, if you put all that together and then a bad offensive line, it's pretty tough to see their offense taking or being really, you know, competent in year one, unless Bryce Young is just the absolute truth, you know, from the get-go. And so I think that that's a really tough expectation to have. Now, that being said, against Atlanta, I think there are plenty of questions on that side as well. So for me, if I'm getting the hook on three and a half, I'll probably take that. But overall, I, I have plenty of concerns about this Panthers offense. Connor, another week one point spread. And this one we did talk about in the first hour of the show. Just, I think this game is really interesting. Nick has said this team is the most interesting team going into the year just because we don't know what this is going to be is the Rams and this Rams Seahawks week one game where there was a little bit more interest in the Rams. I, mean, I see you laughing. Like, I, yes, like this is, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I don't think a lot of people know what to do here. Seahawks were five. They got bet out to six. 
the sixes got bet the last couple of days. Now we're back to five and a half again. I think there's just this kind of uncertainty about what the right number is in this game, what our expectation should be, especially for the Rams. I think for Seattle, you have a little bit more consistency in your expectation, but like, what do you think the Rams are going to be? And, and what would you bet here? Is there a number that's nearby six, four, whatever, where you would have a really strong opinion on this game? Yeah, I would take six with the Rams. And I think this is interesting because there's such a, a difference between the season long markets for the Rams and then like the regular season, I think. And I'm not sure that's necessarily priced in because if you open week one, you have a healthy Matt Stafford, healthy Cooper cup, healthy Aaron Donald. I mean, I think that you can get there to this team being pretty solid, but in a season long market, like they're so fragile across the board and basically every other position, they're starting a bunch of nobodies, you know, in the defense outside of Aaron Donald. And so It'll be a true litmus test of how much do star players matter relative to the rest of the team. And it'll also be a test of like, if one of these guys go down, like, I mean, the entire team is, you know, one of the worst rosters in the NFL outside of like the handful of players. So for me, it's something that if it was at six, I think is pretty viable given the current talent. But like overall, from a season long perspective, I don't think you can touch this team because if, again, if one of those injuries happens, I mean, this could legitimately be the worst team in the league. And if it doesn't, then they can probably compete with almost anyone. So it's a really tough range of outcomes for this team. Connor, uh, Geno Smith in his first season as a Seahawks starter last year played so well that I think uh, Ken Barkley got a, a really, a really fa new, fancy, expensive couch because Geno Smith won comeback player of the year. Oh, that, that might be from the latest, that might yeah. be from the latest Allmark collection. I don't know what, the, what was in the Geno, what covers the Geno <laughs> Smith collection for Ken Barkley, but Geno was obviously Morgan's terrific famous. last year. And then a lot of people really bullish on Geno for this year. Do you think, uh, you think Geno has a repeat season? Any bets on Geno Smith as we head into the, uh, this new year? Yeah, there is still some 11 and a half on his interception total. And I think that's a tad high. We've projected for around 8.9. Obviously, they added uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I expect him to remain pretty efficient as well. And if you kind of look at his season here, he was uh, incredibly efficient early on in the season. And then racked up, I believe it was seven interceptions in his last like five, six games. I'm more of the opinion that we're going to get an early season Geno than what we saw at the end of the season. A lot of that too came with just like a really, really tough schedule. And so obviously, we kind of balance all that out here. And given some offseason improvements, I think that we're going to see pretty efficient play from a guy like Gino. Also, I think a little bit more stability at running back helps them kind of be able to do just like whatever they want at that point with Zach Charbonnet and, uh, you know, and Kenneth Walker getting healthy. I, the, obviously, the uncertainty there has been pretty frustrating early on, but hopefully week one, we're rolling in into both of them being healthy. And I think that's the point of probably why they drafted Zach Charbonnet so that if one of them goes down, like they're still able to maintain whatever they want to do, you know, whether it's. Still, they were pretty pass-heavy last year, but I think that they might want to go more run-heavy in certain situations this year instead. Connor, we got like a, a minute to go here. We've obviously had like several weeks of training camp videos on a lot of specific players, touchdowns, you know, interceptions by quarterbacks, things where maybe you could form an opinion, even if it's a bad opinion. And then we've also had now week one of the preseason where you see little flashes of some of these players who have played. Have you found yourself kind of being captivated, whether it's by training camp videos or something that you saw in week one of the preseason on a player in a position group that you think is headed for like a monster season? Anything in like the last month of NFL content that you feel like has driven you in a certain direction here in like a minute? Yeah, a player that I can't get away from in fantasy and I've taken some alternate overs on is Calvin Ridley. And I think that not only are his training camp videos impressive, I, I think that was more so just confirmation bias on a player that is a, is a true like alpha number one that he can be. Like he can separate, he plays on the outside. He's a little bit smaller, but 
he's just an awesome player. Like he had a 1300-yard season prior to Atlanta, his Atlanta season where he was injured, coming back from a ton of stuff, seems motivated on a team with an ascending quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, I think massively overrated target competition. Christian Kirk is fine. So is Zay Jones. Like they both are good role players, but but they're nothing compared to Calvin Ridley. So I played 1500 plus yards, uh, and that's like 20 to one on DraftKings plus uh, 1250 plus yards on FanDuel as well. Yeah, and like some of the receivers that go around Calvin Ridley in fantasy drafts, like they could have like a better season than Ridley, certainly. But a lot of those receivers, right. it's not in their range of outcomes to be like the wide receiver one on the season. And I think it is within yep. Calvin Ridley's outcomes to be the wide receiver one. We'll do this in the fantasy takeaways coming up as well. Christian Kirk played in the slot against Dallas exclusively in the first preseason game with Zay Jones and Ridley on the outside. Not good news for Christian Kirk and Zay Jones isn't that good. It could be a monster year coming up for Calvin Ridley. Connor, always a monster year for you when you come to a really terrible segue. But we love having you on the show. Thank you very much. And the hat's great. We love the bear. Appreciate you, Chef. Connor Allen, NFL, joining us here on You Better You Bet. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. All right. That was Connor. Great stuff. Coming up next. Looking <laughs> back to week one of the National Football League. It moved with Nick and Ken. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.